0: And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
1: Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here, here are, are, are the, the biggest, biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new Title Town. It's Breaking Boston with Andy Hart and Nick Fitzie Stevens.
2: And a very good morning and good day to everyone in Boston and who celebrates Boston sports. It's Friday, May 5th, 2023, and this is Breaking Boston with Fitzy and Hart. And the goal, the mission today, Andy, is for Boston to break Philly. I must break you. That's right. It's all gone down tonight in the city of brotherly love. No brotherly love shall be shown For the sports complex, or whatever the name of that oversized parking lot is, where they have Lincoln Financial Field, they've got the Xfinity Center, the former Spectrum, and of course Citizens Bank Ballpark is going to be hot tonight because you got the Red Sox traveling down the red-hot Boston Red Sox, quickly becoming the talk of the town—or at least so we tell (laughs) ourselves—at eighteen and fourteen, four games over five hundred, at exactly. the one-fifth, the 20% marker for their season. They're taking on the Philadelphia uh, Phillies tonight. And then, of course, it's game three of the Eastern Conference semifinals, Celtics at the Sixers. Let's begin with the Red Sox, though. Uh, I'll ask sort of uh, like we're watching Major League, my favorite baseball movie of all time. Who are these guys, Andy? Last night, another win. They sweep away. One of the dogs, one of the top teams of the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays. I can't remember the last time they actually swept a series from the Blue Jays. Four in a row at home, 11-5. Devers with four ribeyes. Yoshi is on fire and a high-quality start. Not technically a quality start because he only went five innings, I believe. Brian Bayo bringing the heat last night. Yeah, this is –
1: we started talking about the other day. They're a fun, good baseball team right now. I don't know how long it lasts, how long it's sustainable, but – You know, not only did they fulfill my requirements to get out of last Mm -hmm. place to earn some of the conversation in Boston sports, but now they're in third place. They have a six-game winning streak. They are playing really good, fun, entertaining baseball, scoring some runs. You know, last year you win three games against the Blue Jays, which are supposed to be a good AL East baseball team. You already have four wins against Mm -hmm. them this year. You sweep them like there's nothing to not like good english about the Boston Red Sox right now and we talked about it coming into the spring the season coming out of spring yoshi struggled and it was like oh no i'm blew him. those those whispers from the the executives were right this was a terrible contract you blew it on this guy he can't play the conversion rate blah 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 now he's got a 14 game hitting streak he's batting 317 he's showing some power which was originally if you remember the conversation about yoshi it was if you're going to get value on him if he's going to live up to the hundred and whatever million dollars they invested in him it was with the fees, five yeah five for nine yeah with the fees it was over 100 right if you're going to get return on value he has to have some power well he's mm-hmm. showing some power you know I, I remember talking to john tomasi they believed if he can get to right around 20 home runs for the season that this would be pardon the pun a home run signing because he's going to hit he's going to work the count he's going to walk mm-hmm. he's not going to strike out and he's doing that and that's a boost to the lineup. And we've talked previously about Verdugo and the different ways, but don't look now. I believe the Red Sox are second in Major League Baseball and runs scored, second in the division as well, but mm-hmm. second in Major League. They can score runs. And at some point, you said 20% of the season. Well, like, mm-hmm. that's a good chunk. That's a good time to say, hey, huh, maybe their offense is actually this. Maybe they're going to score runs and we're still going to have to worry about the starting pitching and all that. I'm ready to put a little bit of a stamp on them and say,
2: hey, can we use our C-word? It's from the Six Rings and Football Things podcast talking Patriots. I think we are because we do so many different podcasts and showtimes, et cetera, for Odyssey, Boston, uh, and WEI. I think we are allowed to actually vulture from ourselves and cross platforms. Perfect. Yes. Then the C-word is jumping over here to breaking Boston.
1: The Red Sox are and are going to be a competitive baseball team. Yes. I, I'm in on it. I'm in on it. And, and you know what they also do, Fitzy? What's rule number one for the Andy Hart uh, School of Sports? Don't suck. That's rule number two. Okay, that's <laughs> rule number no, Entertain me. Entertain me. That's This is sports entertainment. They're supposed to be entertaining. That's why we pay money and go to Fenway Park, to be entertained, not necessarily. Like, it doesn't say if you don't see a win, you get your money back, but mm-hmm. entertain me.
2: They're an entertaining, competitive baseball team. Yes, they are, and... I am most heartened by the fact that they were able to pull this off against Toronto. I was exactly so many different ideas for branding and segments here on the program. Um, And speaking of which I would like to introduce uh, a new segment on the program called take a lap. And I would like everybody who pronounced the Yoshida signing to be a disaster and a bust. Everyone who had to rush to judgment, everyone who officially thought they knew this guy 10 games, 15 games in to his major league career, coming off of what must have been one of the most exciting fulfilling and yet rigorous springs of his life going to the world baseball classic going all the way up to and against the united states in the championship game and winning where the guy batted about 600 on the world stage against some of the best pitching in the entire on the entire planet the guy struggles a little bit coming in he was hot in spring training everyone loved him he was he like He attended his first Super Bowl party. Cora said the guys love this guy. He's getting to know everyone. Language barriers be damned. Super Bowl party. Hanging out. He's the one who said that he was going to bring the beer. And all of a sudden, we all fell in love with him before we saw him uh, play his first game at Fenway. Well, now guess what? The guy is raking. Like you said, oh. he's hitting 317, six home runs, 33 ribeye, 14-game hitting streak. He's going to be an effective player. Now, I'm I'm not going to go ahead and just multiply all that times five and say the guy's going to be a triple crown candidate and have over 100 ribeyes and hit 30 home runs. That would be amazing. But at the same time, he is a co- more than competent addition to this lineup as well. It's still a very left-hand heavy lineup. Like at this point, I wouldn't give a tooth or a pinky or a toe for a powerful right-handed bat supposedly two of them are coming back around the all-star break or thereafter with hopefully a healthy adam duvall and trevor story but man like there is compete in this team that is exactly what any Sox fan any 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 baseball fan in general who especially loves the era of the pitch clock should love and want to see about this team be competent be relevant andy there is a very good chance my wish will be fulfilled with this team Come late August, we'll be listening to these games on the Red Sox radio network, not just as background filler and white noise, because we're tuning into a team trying to make the playoffs.
1: I just love that. Uh, Here's where I jump back to the flip side of things. I just love that. 12 games is too soon to call Yoshi like a bust but Mm -hmm. 30 games oh he's fine he's gonna be good he might win the triple crown he's gonna hit 30 home runs he's gonna have 100 ribbies jerseys Um, flying off the racks you can't find a city connect Yoshi jersey anywhere and and it's the same with the standings like Dan Shaughnessy you can't write on Twitter that they're in last place again too soon but Tom did Karen that after take, one day for God. I, and it grace. was a joke. And all you people put the damn bait and the hook, but it's okay for Tom Karen who, you know, has a uh, vested interest in the Boston Red Sox. Let's Shall say, say to say, Oh, well, they're not in last place. I'm going to talk about it now that we're 31 games into the season. Like we still know it's a marathon. And my, my example of this is always, whether it's for Yoshi or the Red Sox themselves, Jackie mm-hmm. Bradley, Jackie Bradley for stretches of his career, has been a stud hitter. Like two weeks, three weeks, hitting streak, 400. Those type, basically doing what Yoshi's doing right now, Jackie Bradley has done. And I think we can all agree that Jackie Bradley is a terrible major league hitter. Terrible major league hitter. So to extrapolate from short um, spans here is Mm -hmm. probably overly optimistic. Even though we're taking part, I'm taking part. I say we. We are taking part in this exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a little bit premature, but I also think it was the expectation was they weren't going to be good and come, you know, everybody wanted to rip Heim bloom. Everybody wanted to rip the red Sox. Everybody was ready to pounce, re- ready to latch mm-hmm. on. Even, you know, you talked about Yoshi and those comments from executives and comments from media, like he's, everybody wanted to pounce. They wanted the negative. It was like right there at the very least, you've kind of punched them in the mouth and stunned them with some positivity, Mm -hmm. right. And some entertaining baseball. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, But, you know, I always said, you know, I got into a fight with somebody on Twitter this morning.
2: What, what, you, you fight Twitter. Andy, Um, you argue with someone on Twitter. Come on. It's I thought everyone respected everyone else. And it's such a pleasant playground. Those in glass houses, Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. shall not throw stones.
1: I believe mm-hmm. lately you've been fighting with some people on Twitter. i I, I was I
2: have guiltily been baited into much as well, but I have learned the better for at least now.
1: but i I also do believe and someone I who I know believes this, but for the sake of the argument was lying to me and being disingenuous said they didn't. You know the old saying, like, you can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can lose it? You can't win a game in the first inning, but you can lose it kind of idea? Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I I absolutely believe that in games, and I kind of believe it in seasons. I don't think you can make the playoffs in April and May. I think you can miss the playoffs in April and May. I think you can dig holes that are almost impossible to get out of early in the season. Mm -hmm. Right now, the Red Sox have avoided digging a hole. They've avoided missing the playoffs. I'm not sure. Your August desires of them playing meaningful baseball and pursuing a wild card or whatever. I'm not sure that's going to come to fruition, but I know they avoided it being impossible, right? Like if you mm-hmm. get off to a terror, you know, a five and whatever, if you're the Oakland A's.
2: Yeah, you're you're, 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 you're done. Yeah, you're, you're port.
1: You're done, son. As Rich mm-hmm. Keith likes to say, you're done. You're son. done. The Red Sox. It's over.
2: Yeah. They're not done. They are fun. <laughs> wow. Look at that. There's your little there's Andy's little catchphrase of the day. They're not done. They're fun. And I would like to I would like to put their 18 and 14 records in the face of everyone guilty of uh, premature extrapolation, if you will, because it happens to everyone. Andy.
0: No, it doesn't. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Go to my
1: grave saying that.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
2: But if know, it we does, you should about talk about. to somebody like your old pals, Fitzy and Hart heard Monday through Friday here all across the 2,400 sports, Odyssey Sports and WEEI Sports Network with Breaking Boston. Tonight on the bump in filthy from Citizens Bank. Yes, I confirmed at 7:05 p.m. they do still call it Citizens Bank, Andy. We've got uh, old Met who's turned into a high quality free agent addition for the uh, Phillies, Zach Wheeler. Taking on Chris Sale. It's a sale day. It is so far from and hardly time to start celebrating Chris Sale day again. Uh, it's usually compelling, sometimes for the right reasons, more often than not the wrong. It's two and two on the season with a 6-7-5 ERA. That'll be a fun one to watch. It's too bad you can't like some of, the Philly, some of the Philly Sox game and then like run over to the baseball or back and forth. There's a little bit of space between the two, though they are all in that same Sports Megaplex Complex whatever in Philly and uh down yonder at the Xfinity Center will be game three tonight of the Celtics and the 76ers. What kind of respective teams do you see taking the court tonight Andy? I imagine we'll see a similar effort from the Celtics tonight, but will we see a max effort from the Sixers who Kind of I feel like they punted halfway through the third period. Like, all right, we stole one in Boston. We're good. We'll show them Friday night. A max effort or a
1: maxi. Yes. Effort? I avoided it. Uh, it was there for uh, you. I think the series starts now. I really do, because I thought game one was predictable. I thought game two was predictable. Very mm-hmm. like pencil them in, Celtics immature, no Embiid lose. Oh, Embiid back. Celtics show talent, blow out. Ooh, mm-hmm. what do I pencil in for game three? I am yeah. being optimistic i think the celtics are the better team in the series i do yes now i also believe jason tatum who i can't say what my high school football coach used to say very inappropriate so i won't say it but he sucked the other night and oh. if that's, a, that's a good thing you want to blow out with your star player not playing well he's due to play well he's likely mm-hmm. to play well my guess is you get hot tatum my guess is you get like 6 of 7 shooting in the first half and he's got 18 points at halftime to lead the Celtics as they lead the 76ers. So, I am optimistic about this um this game 3 and where this series is sort of trending um and and I've said it all along just take a 30,000 foot view. The Celtics still look good. Like just the idea of the Celtics, mm-hmm. they're healthy, right? They're still playing the way they play. It's not perfect, like I'm not saying they are perfect, but Mm-mm. the star power, the depth of roster, the breadth of talent, all the different things are still available. And meanwhile, Philly dealing with injuries. And I know they're not in the playoffs, but Milwaukee got bumped from the playoffs. Oh, by the way, they fired their coach. Like ah, their coach totally also cool. got bumped. Right. Like the big picture. The Celtics, in my mind, are still the most um, the team on the most solid footing in the Eastern Conference, well on their way toward a young championship and and like that momentum that overall theme of this team is what I continue to hang my hat on they're immature they haven't found their way just yet perfectly but give me the Celtics like I'm if you just say carte blanche are you betting on or against the Celtics any given night give me the Celtics like they're set up for this I am I'm a, green, I'm a temporary green teamer, I guess, like a temporary tattoo. I'm a temporary green teamer.
2: Yeah, the only game that Philly won this season against the Celtics, they were 3-1 and one against them, was the effort where Joel Embiid put up like 51, I want to say, or 52 points, and the Celtics had a chance to win it down the stretch. They didn't need it. The game really didn't mean much to them at that point. Uh, and wh- while they tried, once again, it wasn't as – they – it wasn't as desperate an effort as you would have maybe thought you were going to see in that game, whereas Philadelphia really wanted it because they, they needed to convince themselves, yeah, we can beat this team. We can hang with the Celtics. There was that rumor that was going around via Twitter. It was a fake quote that was attributed to Bill Simmons about, you know, sources are saying that Philadelphia really wants the Celtics in the playoffs because they think they can beat them after hanging with them on that Saturday Night Thriller that Tatum won with the three-pointer. And then Embiid hit the meaningless 70, 70 footer at the buzzer, which he just missed. Uh, I, I think Philadelphia thinks they can hang with them as well, but the Celtics are the better team. They are the more complete team. They are the healthier team, the more athletic team. And if they win tonight, you go up two to one. You, whether you need to treat it emotionally like you gave one away in Boston, or you're holding home court, holding service, if you will, if you can go up two one, they need to. Going down two to one would be weird for the team. I feel like, yes, they can, again, as you've said time and again, and they have shown their resilience, the measure of this team is that they respond mostly when they take a punch in the mouth and their back is against the wall. Well, if Joe Missoula is worth half the paper that his contract is printed on, he'll find a way tonight to convince them. Again, you need to be angry. You've you've been disrespected. Your back is against the wall. As you like to say, they're down 1-1 in this series. Go out there and show Philadelphia who's boss.
1: And if Joe Missoula is the guy that the players support, Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll come out and blow doors because the worst thing that could happen after Joe Missoula does his mic drop. Hey, nobody wanted to talk about the adjustments we made
2: is and to then come then out slides and out of frame thing. looking at every, right. don't give every, Hey, you're still a rookie coach and you're younger than most of us here. Don't stink. eye us young man. And Oh, by the way, Don't go out and have your team
1: lay an egg on the road the next game. You sure as crap better not do that. So if that team supports Joe Missoula, they know he wrote a check that they need to cash by continuing the positive momentum and not being a roller coaster and going out laying an egg and having to be angry again in game four. No, no, no. Go take control of the series on the road. Take a 2-1 lead say that game two the way you pulled away that that is how this series is going to go that we're the better team we're going to play our game and jason tatum's going to show up and be the superstar he's supposed to be i think that probably will happen oh by the way i meant to ask you have you ever been to the liberty bell down in philly uh yes i have why i've always thought it's not what it's cracked up to be
2: Mm. oh 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 Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. You know, all right. I'm going to send Andy to the box for two minutes for a heart for for dad joking at the end of the podcast and sell. Oh, and an extra to me. You know what? That's a five minute major for celebrating and walking off on a terrible joke. All puns. Welcome here all the time on breaking Boston. Please rate review, subscribe and share for our table setting. Talk every day, giving you what you need to know about what's going down in Boston sports. Of course, tonight, it's all going down in Philly. 7.05, first pitch for Red Sox and Phillies. 7.30, the tip-off. Game three, Celtics and Sixers. That's a fun play. Some people do, and some people don't like the whole idea, by the way, of all the places in the same parking lot. Do you like the... Yeah. I like that idea. I've been down there before. I find that incredibly convenient. I like it. Like now, of course, tonight we'll all be from our own respective parking lot, our favorite seat on the sofa, going to ice up sun, get your beverages, light up the grill, have a nice Boston sports, super fan Friday night. I love the idea of everything being dare. I say convenient. God forbid everyone be in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And for like, exiting the game overflow. I
1: mean, if both teams can win, if, you know, obviously we're rooting Mm -hmm. for both Boston teams to win, but if both Philly teams can win the environment post game where you can kind of high five, literally and figuratively and celebrate the night like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the most interesting one of all time was the Kansas city one where Arrowhead and Kaufman stadium, they're right Mm -hmm. near each other. And they wanted to put a mobile roof on that. They could move from stadium to stadium across the parking lot, which I thought was fascinating. Not sure how that would have worked. How in the hell would that work? I don't know, but I think they didn't have the uh, coin to make it happen or yeah. it wasn't a good investment necessarily exactly. but yeah, yeah, I think it's cool if you can have multiple sporting events on the same night in the same
2: area so the crowds can overflow and enjoy it together that
1: that's what this is about that's what that's, that's, that's right. fun
2: Well it's our job then it's it's the Boston teams it's the job of the sox and the and the Celtics to prevent everyone from going to McFadden or Chickies and Pete's and having celebratory yinglings and crab fries tonight. And it's our job to keep you informed and entertained at the top of every day with what you need to know about Boston sports. He's at Jumbo Heart. I'm at Fitzy GFY.
0: This is Breaking Boston.
2: Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Have a great weekend. Go, Boston. Well, talk
0: to you Monday. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?